0: What's up everybody? My name is Andrew and welcome to the Bundesliga. This is episode 23 where we're going to be talking about match day 23. I love how that lines up but that's going to be like that for the rest of the year. Anyway, this week is going to be a very interesting one for sure. Is Gladbach still in the race after this week's performance? We'll talk about that. Is Bayer stepping up and challenging for some Positions in the table and taking the step up. We'll talk about that. And lastly, can Potterborn avoid relegation? I sure hope so because they play some really exciting football right now. In the meantime, let's get right into it. All right, so the first match I want to talk about is Borussia Mönchengladbach versus TSG Hoffenheim. So in this game, Gladbach unfortunately dropped points to Hoffenheim. The final score was a 1-1 tie. Now, an important moment in this game is actually when a penalty was awarded by VAR. We talked about that recently. And in that penalty that was awarded by VAR, Oliver Baumann got the save on it. He saved the penalty, and that was a huge moment for Hoffenheim for sure. And then the other huge moment for Hoffenheim where they were able to rescue a point for themselves was in the 90th minute plus two minutes of extra time Lucas Ribeiro steals a point back for them in his debut for the Bundesliga club. So in the dying embers of the game, he's able to steal a goal back for them in his debut. That's awesome. Hoffenheim leave with one point instead of zero, and unfortunately Gladbach leaves with one point instead of the three they were hoping for. Now, last year I mentioned how Gladbach had a drop-off in form in the second half of the season, and we're starting to kind of see hints of that so far this year as well. So are they gonna continue that trend where they drop off in the second half of the year? That is to be determined. But they do still have the rematch from Match Day 21 that was postponed against Cologne. That match is on March 11th. So they do have one game in hand compared to all the other clubs at the top of the race. Keep that in mind when we talk about their standing and their points totals. They still have one more match to play against Cologne. Next up, we have RB Leipzig versus Schalke. So in this match, Leipzig strikes early and they strike often. This match was total domination by RB Leipzig and Schalke had really nothing to show. They didn't have a great performance at all and Leipzig continues to steamroll. There was a goal in the first minute. Final score is 5-0 there are five different goal scorers, which is a very interesting note that goals here, they can really come from anyone on the pitch. It's not always Timo Werner, it's not always Sabitzer, it can really come from anywhere. Now, one thing I want to point out in this game is that Nkunku gets four out of the five assists in this match. So he is just in tip-top shape and top form this year, one of their better players for sure so that's got to be a great signing for them and he's up there with Thomas Muller right now in the race for the most assists in the Bundesliga and this game alone he got four so he if he wasn't in the race before he definitely is now so hats off to Nkunku and RB Leipzig get those three points and stay right on Bayern's tail in this match day all right here we have Cologne versus Hertha so i've been talking about this and hitting at it recently but this is really Hertha's year to flounder, they aren't doing that well. They've been playing some pretty bad football, to be honest. They're actually even below their intercity rivals in Union Berlin, who just got promoted, and this year has just not been kind to Hertha. They recently fired their coach, Jürgen Klinsmann, who was only around for 70-some-odd days from November through October and through February, so this is just not Hertha's year at all. Cologne come back off a loss from Bayern with a 5-0 clean sheet here against Hertha Berlin. John Cordoba gets two goals and an assist, so he's easily Cologne's best player right now, for sure. I think Anthony Modeste needs to step up and some of the other players on the team, like Mark Uth, need to step up, but in the time being, John Cordoba is their best player and he shows it in this match. All right, we've got a few more matches I want to highlight here. And the next one is Byron versus Potterborn. So, this is the top, top, top of the table versus the bottom of the barrel here. But that does not mean that this game is not going to be exciting for sure. So, this game kind of made me nervous because when I started watching it, I had in mind that, you know, we're Byron, we're the top of the table, we're playing against the minnows here. It should be an easy win. Even though I've seen a couple Potterborn matches this year and I know that they don't really give up any points. You have to earn them from Paderborn. But I didn't think it was going to be as difficult as it was. So all credit in the world goes to Paderborn. They play some scrappy football, some all-or-nothing, win-or-die type football, and it makes it very exciting to watch. This is an absolutely amazing game. They only had five shots on target. Not very much, but out of those five shots, four were on target, and I got two goals out of them. So it's with them, it's not about the quantity of the shots, they can put you down with only a few shots, but if they score them, you're going to go down. Now they almost stole a victory from Bayern here, but in the end, Louis and Aubrey seal the deal. The game was tied at 2-2 until the 75th minute, where Louis rescues the team with an 88th minute goal to seal the 3-2 victory for Bayern Munich. Now in this game, like in previous games, Neuer is returning to his sweeper-keeper roots but it bit him in the ass this week for sure. He came out of net to try to do his sweeping and do his uh, his Neuer moves and play the ball way out of net and it backfired on him, the attacker got right around him, marched up to the net and passed it in for an easy easy goal so that was a big slip up for Neuer. Hopefully it doesn't affect his confidence too much but there definitely needs to be some better judgment here at this point in Neuer's career Luckily we have the attacking power to make up for it, but that was an easily, easily preventable goal if he had played smarter there, for sure. And another note is that Bayern's been in a form where they can only really have one strong half, and we're going to need to be good for a full 90 if we want to compete against some better Champions League teams and even some better Bundesliga teams. So this was an example of that. The first half, we weren't that exciting. weren't playing that well, and the second half is where we scored a bunch of the goals. Also, hats off to Paderborn. They, I really hope that they stay up in the Bundesliga and find a way to avoid relegation because they easily play some of the most exciting football in the Bundesliga today. The reason being is they know they're not good. They know that they can't really compete with the budgets and the quality players that a lot of other teams have. where they can't compete is in their fight, their spirit, their attitude. And damn, they do that. They show up ready to go to war in every game. They're not afraid of yellow cards. There's a player on there that has 11 yellow cards on the season. They'll make tackles. They'll play dirty. They will do what they need to do to get that ball, to push it upfield, and to put it in the net. And that makes for some very, very exciting action, even though it often bites them in the butt. However, I like that style of football for a newly promoted team. They are trying as hard as they can and it definitely shows. I hope they find a way to avoid relegation. They win two or three games in a row here that can easily put them above that relegation spot. So hopefully they get that. In the meantime, they do sit at the bottom, unfortunately. Alright, one of the last matches I'm going to talk about for this week is Union Berlin versus Eintracht Frankfurt. Now, like their counterparts on the west side of Berlin, Union Berlin is having a pretty great season, and I think they're one of the breakout stars of this Bundesliga season for sure. There was an uneventful first half versus Frankfurt, but Union does not crumble. They come back and they win it in the second half. The final score was a 2-1 victory for Union, and they are not allowing themselves to be written off as a rookie team that got lucky and got promoted. This team is here to play, and just like Paderborn, they play some exciting football but they have a little bit more luck and skill involved and that way they're able to keep themselves out of relegation and honestly in the mid card of the table not not really even towards the bottom or towards the relegations down there they're above that. In this match they had 11 shots, 7 of which was on target and only 35% possession against Frankfurt. So Frankfurt even though they controlled most of the ball and they had the most passes were not able to get even seven shots on target which Union was able to out of 11 total shots. So with Union Berlin I can easily see them attracting some really good talent in the summer and hopefully with some reinforcements they could become a solid solid mid-card team. With the way they play right now I can definitely see them attracting some unhappy players in other Bundesliga teams or players aren't getting some starting time. I could see Union Berlin picking a couple of those guys off and building a really good squad for the next year. I do think they will avoid relegation this year and that will definitely be the best thing for them and for the Bundesliga to have a team that's that passionate and it keeps us having another derby against Hertha Berlin. All right guys, that's all I have for the match day coverage. In this week's deep dive, I want to talk about German teams' performance in European competition, including the Champions League and including Europa League because there's lots of exciting teams playing football in those two competitions. So, let's get right into that. Now, Champions League started with four German teams that qualified at the end of the 2018-2019 season. Those teams are Bayern, Dortmund, Leipzig, and Leverkusen. Now, out of those four teams, three of them are still remaining in the Champions League, and one of them, Leverkusen that is, was dropped down to the Europa League with a third place group finish in their group stage. So that's pretty good odds. You have 75% of the teams continuing on in Champions League and the one that dropped off is still in European competition in the Europa League. Now let's check out what the action is in the Europa League right now. The Europa League started with two teams that was Wolfsburg and Frankfurt and once Bayer Leverkusen dropped from the Champions League they became the third team in the Europa League. So a total of six teams from the Bundesliga being represented on the European stage. Now this last week, all six teams won their matches in Europe. So that is some awesome Bundesliga representation and it's making my league very proud. So first match I'll talk about is Frankfurt versus Salzburg. Now Salzburg definitely did just lose their best player in Erling Haaland and Frankfurt is easily able to dispatch them with a 4-1 victory. Obviously Salzburg is missing Holland, and it shows here. In the other two Europa League matches, Wolfsburg and Bayer are able to beat Malmo and Porto respectively, each with a scoreline of 2-1. So each of those Europa League matches are won by the German side. Congrats to all of them. Now on to the Champions League. Holland continues to take Europe by storm as the hottest player with both goals in a 2-1 victory over Champions League and French heavyweights PSG Paris Saint-Germain. In this match, it was back and forth action, but in the end, Holland is able to overtake Mbappe and Neymar to put two goals in the net in a 2-1 victory. I believe that Holland is actually the first player now to score a goal in one single Champions League season with two different teams. He scored with Salzburg when they were in the Champions League, and then now he was traded over to Dortmund and has scored with Dortmund in the Champions League. If you guys know of any other player that's scored for two different teams in one Champions League season, please uh, email me, let me know, because I don't think I have known of anyone else that's done that. Now, he's also second place in scoring in the Champions League with 10 goals behind Lewandowski's 11. Now, granted, most of those goals were with Salzburg, not with Dortmund. It's still an impressive stat nonetheless, and he does represent the Bundesliga right now. Leipzig beat Tottenham with a 1 0 scoreline. Dortmund beat PSG with a 2 1 scoreline, like I just mentioned. And Bayern got their revenge from 2012 on Chelsea with a 3 0 victory in London. So. London is definitely red for now and it's not because of Arsenal, it's definitely because of Bayern. Every time Bayern marches into London, whether it's Arsenal, whether it's Tottenham, whether it's Chelsea, we march out with a victory and that is awesome, that's an awesome streak, I'm super proud of that, that we can call London ours even though we're from Germany. So that was an awesome match, it was definitely really fun for me as a Bayern fan getting revenge on Chelsea for that 2012 Champions League final loss. Now, as far as the Champions League goes, the top three goal scorers right now are all Bundesliga players. You have Lewandowski with 11, Holland, like I just mentioned, with 10, and you have Serge Gnabry with 6. Now, Gnabry is tied for third place with Harry Kane and Dries Mertens, who are also at 6, but still counts as the top three goal scorers being German. So congrats to all of them, and congrats to the Bundesliga for playing so well in European competition. If anyone ever says that German teams aren't exciting, bring them to this episode, let them know because Germany is dominating the Champions League right now. Now I'll definitely have highlights of some of those matches in the show notes, so definitely check that out after the episode. There's some really awesome Champions League matches that you want to watch the highlights to. Now to round out the rest of this segment, I just want to do a recap of the Bundesliga table to see where everyone is at and what the table looks like from this point on. So right now, the top four clubs, these are the ones that qualify for Champions League as of right now, are first place Bayern Munich with 49 points, second place RB Leipzig with 48 points, third place Borussia Dortmund with 45 points, and fourth place Borussia Mönchengladbach with 43 points, but they have one game in hand, which they will play against Cologne on March 3rd. Keep that in mind. Then in fifth place you have Bayer Leverkusen who's in the first Europa League spot. And in sixth place you have FC Schalke 04 with 36 points. So those are the two Europa League qualifying matches. Now right here if you notice, Leverkusen in the Europa League spot and Gladbach in the Champions League spot both have 43 points. So Leverkusen can potentially still make a push to get that last Champions League spot and the way they've been playing lately I wouldn't be surprised if they did, but it is complicated by the fact that Gladbach have that one game in hand, so it all depends on which teams win and lose going forward from here. Schalke I don't think can get into a Champions League spot, but I think they will fight hard to protect their Europa League spot for sure. Now, at the bottom of the table, we have Fortuna Dusseldorf in 16th place with 20 points. We have Werder Bremen in 17th place with 17 points. And we have Sporting Club Paderborn with 16 points, dead last, in 18th place. Now, Paderborn is the only promoted club that's in the bottom three this year, right now. And Union is doing the best out of all promoted clubs in 12th place with 26 points above their rivals, Hertha Berlin. You guys have already heard how much I love Union and how well they're doing, so enough about that. But those are the three teams currently in the relegation zone. Man of the match day. This week, we have three candidates. That is Bayern Munich's Lewandowski for his performance against Paderborn and that last 88th-minute goal to save us a point there, or save us the victory, really. Then we have Cologne's John Cordoba, and we have RB Leipzig's Nkunku. Now, as much as I want to give this one to Louis, I think this week it goes to Nkunku. His four assists out of five goals really helped Leipzig solidify that second-place spot and keep themselves competitive in the title race this year. And that's super important for a team like Leipzig. So this week, man of the match day goes to Unkunku. Congratulations. All right, guys, that is it for this episode. Definitely check out the show notes. I will have highlights from some of the games this week, like Gladbach versus Hoffenheim the Bayern vs. Paderborn game, and Cologne vs. Hertha as well. I will also have some Champions League highlights. You can check out Dortmund vs. PSG and Bayern vs. Chelsea in the show notes. And then I will have a cool image I found on Facebook of German club performance in Europe, as well as the current Bundesliga table for you to check out. That's all I got for you guys. If you want to contact me, my email is w2bundesliga at gmail.com. That is W, the number 2, bundesliga at gmail.com you can find me on instagram at welcome to the bundesliga with underscores between each word that is welcome to the bundesliga with underscores between each word that's all i got for you guys this week my name is andrew and i'll see you next time